What's up, Yankee fans? It is Greg, and we are back with another episode of Yankee Crazy Podcast. And today, it is everybody's favorite, I think. (laughs) I know a lot of people do like this, so just work with me on this one. It's everybody's favorite, fan favorite. It is the Mario 5, that's right. Where's the horn? <laughs> that was a bad horn. We're still we're still looking for that Mario, the Mario Five theme song that has to have uh, horns, horn section, because that's that's Mario's jam. <laughs> oh, but but we're working on some really cool stuff. We have somebody working top secret on Yankee Crazy podcast theme song. So. We are stoked for that. We are collaborating with somebody on that. And uh, as soon as it comes, as soon as it drops, you will know about it. But all fired up for that. And we're all fired up for the Mario 5 today. But first, let's get to a little bit of news. Austin Romine avoids arbitration with the Yankees. And they sign him for $1.8 million. And... That is a good move because I think Austin Romine is very, I don't know, I don't want to say undervalued. He's, he's really valued by the Yankees. I think he is possibly um, overlooked. Maybe that's what it is, overlooked. Because when he filled in last year for Gary Sanchez, when Gary Sanchez was hurt, the guy does a phenomenal job, and they say that he handles the pitchers really well. And he was, uh, was he, for a time being, wasn't he Sonny Gray's personal catcher last year? And was it, uh, yeah, I think the year before too, right? I think, I think they were trying to do that, and he did have some success with Sonny Gray, but I think Sonny Gray is just, I don't know, he's just a mess. But if you look back, I did fix Sonny Gray's career, if you want to go back and find the, uh, the Sonny Gray episode, not sure what that one's called, but, uh, you go find it, you go find it wherever you're listening on, and, uh, we've got a lot of platforms, not sure where you are listening to this on, but if you're listening on Apple and you like the show, we would love for you to do a five-star review and add a comment there. <clears throat> We've had some great ones come in. Really appreciate the feedback from you guys. And uh, there's the uh, Anchor app that you can get in touch with us. There is the email, yankeecrazypodcast at gmail.com. Would love, always looking for feedback. Want to know if we are on point. And, you know, the responses have been really great. So I'm, I'm, it, it's seeming that I'm keeping you guys engaged and, you know, as I say, this is this is a light take on the Yankees. We don't. I, I don't like to get serious. I like to give you information, but I like to keep it fun. And uh, we're looking to do some more fun segments, like the Mario Five. No, that's our that's our other one that I'm not even going to mention that name today. Um, the 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 <laughs> I need the horns. The Mario Five. And if you're just joining us, and you you're like, what is what the heck is the Mario 5? Well, I'll tell you. So, 
If you recall, if you if you were around back in the day, there used to be a game called the Kevin Bacon game or uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon where you had to connect Kevin Bacon to another actress or actor within six movies. And, you know, I, I guess, yeah, I don't know who invented it, but it's, it's kind of, <laughs> it's very, I thought it was very inventive. So I basically stole that format. <clears throat> and Mario gives me five words, one word at a time, and we, uh, I have to connect them to the Yankees somehow. Somehow or another, I have to make a connection. And we were doing five. I had to do it in five steps. And I think I've, I think the most I've done is, I don't know, what? What have I done? Maybe four? Four is maybe even three. Because I can usually like find some crazy way to connect them. So here we go. And, you know, here's a little side note. Mario, uh, you know, he, he prepares for the show. And he, th- this is crazy. This is a crazy side note to me. So he prepares them beforehand and has them written down. And I, by mistake, saw one of them. And I had stuck in my head the song, steam, um, uh, the song, no, that was, that was the word, the song Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel, which is an old song. But the first word that I saw that Mario had was steam. And for, and I went, you know, I, my, my brain just started to trigger and went to steam train. And so I had, you know, and that's the first line in uh, Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer song goes, I, you know, something like, I, I can be your steam train, something like that. And I had that song stuck in my head. It was crazy. And listen to this. Here's where it gets really crazy. I get into my car this morning. I turn the radio on. What is the first song that I hear? Peter Gabriel, Steam Train. Is that crazy? That is like one of those things. That is like the RAS, uh, reticular activation system, where if you put something in your head like a goal and you focus on it and focus on it and focus on it, it comes to fruition. And I'm a big believer in that. So I think I did that. I think I really did that. It's like parking spaces for me. You know, I, Susanna always says that I have like the best luck with parking spaces. Like we'll come in and I will like automatically, you know, into a a shopping center and there'll be a spot right in front for me in a, in a crowded place or on the street, you know, back in the day in, um, you know, driving around in Manhattan, I would need to go somewhere and I would find a space or I used to borrow a buddy of mine's car. Uh, my buddy Kyle used to loan me his car and I would, uh, pick it up and then drop it off and have to park it near his house, and I'd always find a spot. So that's it. See if you could do something with the with the RAS system. You know, how about we all focus on a Yankees World Series 2019? Okay, really get that image of who do you want MVP to be? Let's be let's be crazy. Let's get let's pick like Clint Frazier as the World Series MVP, and he's ho- hoisting. The World Series MVP trophy. Okay, ready? Everybody, focus now. Focus on that. Get that image in your head. Red Thunder. And I know it's crazy. You might be like, well, dude, he, he, you know, Yankees have a lot, of, uh, a lot of outfielders right now on their depth chart. But let, that's why I'm saying let's get crazy. Just imagine Red Thunder. And he is one of my favorite players. 
And uh, it all started because he had red hair and my son has red hair. So, <laughs> and so I'm a big fan of his, but he's awesome. He is awesome anyway. So focus on that and we'll see what happens. Mark the tape on this one. <laughs> see if we are correct. <laughs> well, you guys got to help me though out there. All right. So let's get to it. So as I said, that first word that I saw that Mario said was steam and uh, went off on that whole tangent in my mind. So we're not going to do that. I told him, I said, you know what? I, I saw that word and I don't want to cheat on this. So you pick out another word for me. And he did that. So here, let's go. All right. First word is tail. Hmm. Tail. All right. Let's see. How can we, how can we go about that? Tail, tail. Um, this is tail as in an animal's tail. So let's see. What animal? Oh, you know, first thing I thought about, you know, it, which is kind of crazy and, you know, ergo the show called Yankee Crazy. But I thought of a zebra's tail for some reason. It made me think of George Zeber. Remember George Zeber? No, of course you don't. <laughs> he, he played for the Yankees back in the 70s, and he might have even been on that 78 roster. I just know that when Burger King, you know, I've talked about this, Burger King came out with Yankee cards back in the day. It was like Topps Burger King had special cards that you would get, and I was obsessed with collecting them, and I used to have a lot of George Zeber cards because he was in that pack, uh, and and between him I think I had like tons of him and Chris Chambliss those were like the two big ones that Burger King stuck in there and maybe Jim Spencer but George Zeber I can remember the picture too I gotta find that George Zeber I believe if I'm correct in that card that I'm thinking of is it's one of those pictures where they they took him aside in, in who knows spring training and they're like George we need a picture for your card and he's looks like he's like bunting. Looks like he is, you know, not even in the batter's box or anything. He's like on a field and he's like pulling up the hands to bunt. Am I correct on that? Mario, Google that for us because I got to know now. I got to know because I can see it. He's like looking straight at the camera and he's, he's doing something with the bat, like going to bunt. I, I'm like 99% sure that that's it. So... That'll be interesting to see. So, is that a good one? Could I have gone somewhere else? I don't know. Like I, like I said, this is my show. I can do what I want. <laughs> oh, so we're going to go with that. Tail to zebra, George Zebra. I don't know. Is there anybody else that we could say? Uh, tail? I don't know. For first, I thought about Don Mattingly's hair when uh, he had the long hair. And I was like, was it a tail? I think it was more of a mullet for, for Donnie Baseball, but... Who else? I'm sure someone I could think of has like a, a an animal name uh, with the Yankees that played for the Yankees. Um, let's see. Or or I could go like this: goat. You know how the expression "goat" now, uh, goat's tail. Uh, we could go that way, and goat, G-O-A-T. Everybody does the goat emoji on social media now for the greatest of all time, G-O-A-T, and. You know, Mariano Rivera coming up for Hall of Fame, I think, uh, January 22nd, I think, is the announcement of the Hall of Fame ballot. And 
we'll see if he's unanimous. And he is the GOAT of closers. So, there you go. I did a, f- I did a few. That's, that's pretty good, right? Right, Mario? Yeah, just say right. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Up next, Spring. Spring. Well, that's that's an easy one. That's an easy one. Um, spring training. Spring training is only it's only Greg Bird days away. That's thirty three. Thirty three days away. Get it? See what I did there? Greg Bird. Thirty three. He wears number thirty three. Who else wore number thirty three? Nick Swisher wore thirty three. Uh, did Bob Watson? Bob Watson wear thirty three? First baseman for the Yankees. 33, who else? There, there, was, there was a bunch of 33s, but Greg Bird, 33 days away. Can you believe it? We are, we are basically a month away from pitchers and catchers showing up at George M. Steinbrenner Field in Tampa. Whew, cannot wait. Cannot wait. And I'm telling you, next year, we have got to broadcast from spring training in Tampa. That would be just phenomenal. And, um, yeah, I've never been to spring training, which is shocking. It's crazy, crazy to me how I, how I've never gone down there. I I should have, but you know what? It's never too late. So that's where we go with spring. Or I could do, uh, let's see, like a spring, like a spring in your step. Spring in your step? No, who's got a spring in their step when they hit home runs is Luke Voigt. And, uh, Luke Voigt is... Uh, a question mark on what we're going to find from him this year, like I've been talking about. You know, what's going to happen with spring training? Speaking of Greg Bird and Luke Voigt, this is going to be a good first base competition. I see it happening. I, I think it could be really great to push both of those guys. <clears throat> so that is going to be a story. That is going to be one of those stories we watch for in spring training. The spring in the step of Luke Voigt. <laughs> I don't know. How, where else can I go with that? Uh, spring, spring, I don't know. Spring baseball, spring... I don't know. I did post a picture on social media of uh, Sierra Nevada's spring seasonal beer. And uh, I, I don't get any endorsements from Sierra Nevada. I just, I just love the product. So, <laughs> But if they do want to sponsor us or send me some more of the spring seasonal, uh, it's called Brute IPA, and you guys should check that out because uh, it's good. It is really good. I had it last night, and I, like I said, I posted that picture on social media. I was drinking it out of my uh, Yankees beer koozie, and I'm going to tell that story one day how... how Mike Bloomberg, Mayor Mike Bloomberg, bought that for me. So that'll be a good one. I'll save that one. I'll save that one. Okay. Shape is the next word. Oh, I haven't done. I was going to do the whole formatting of, like, be really dramatic and be like, Mario, the next word, please. <laughs> and then the horns go. That's, that's a major production that we're going to have to work on there. But shape. Shape. Well, one thing that comes to mind is getting into shape. And, you know, we do have a sponsor, or one of our sponsors. We've got a couple of sponsors. But one of them is help, helps you get into shape, and that's Isogenics nutrition programs and products. And they even have essential oils, if you like that stuff. And, and I put lemon essential oil in their protein shakes to make an instant lemon shake. And it's awesome. It is awesome stuff. So 
you should go check it out. Go to staystoked.isogenics.com and their products will help you get into shape. They even give you a coach and it's money back guaranteed. So check that out, guys. Staystoked.isogenics.com and you spell isogenics, I-S-A-G-E-N-I-X, okay? So go check them out. Give give some support. We got to pay the bills around here. (laughs) Okay, so shape. Getting back to shape. Players are going to come into spring training, and some are going to be in shape. Some aren't going to be in shape, right? That that is uh, that is I, where I can go with shape. You know what's interesting? Shape. You could talk about uh, baseball and shape. And Ted Williams said that the hardest thing to do in sports, in any sport, is to hit a baseball, because he said you're hitting a round ball with a round bat. And Ted Williams being one of the greatest hitters of all time is, um, you know, that's, that's got to hold some weight, right? If he says it. But here's, here's how I can tie to the Yankees in that. We'll go to shape and we'll go do that quote. We'll do the shape of uh, batting the ball and I'll do, go to the Ted Williams quote. Yankees almost made a trade. They almost did Joe DiMaggio for Ted Williams. Would that have been crazy? Because the crazy part of it would have been <clears throat> that... And, and here's where I think they, the trade was, uh, was thought about. So Yankees have the short porch in right field. Yankee Stadium has always had that. Uh, they, they translated it over from the old stadium to the new stadium. And that was, you know, Babe Ruth being a lefty, hit a lot of home runs. That's why, you know, they call it the, the house that Ruth built. And uh, what they, they called the new one. I think someone called the new one the house that Jeter built, right? I don't know. I think so. <clears throat> but they almost did a trade. Uh, oh, and Fenway Park has, has the big green monster in left field. And that righties can can launch the ball over. So Joe DiMaggio being a righty, Ted Williams being a lefty, the Yankees and Red Sox almost made that trade so that they could take advantage. They were, you know, the two best players on the on their respective teams at the time, and they almost did that swap. And wouldn't that have been crazy? Imagine that. Imagine that. Let's go into like Bizarro world and imagine that. Ted Williams in pinstripes. That would have been nuts. And and Joe D in Boston? Oh my goodness. I don't know when that lined up, but could have that could have changed a lot of things, right? You know, who knows? Does does if that happens, does Joe D marry ma, mar, marry Marilyn Monroe? Uh, does he get the Mr. Coffee endorsements? <laughs> So funny, a lot of people had used it back in the day. So Joe DiMaggio was a Mr. Coffee rep. And um, it was when he was, you know, after he was retired. I remember seeing those commercials and he had white hair. So it was it was late, late, late. And in his in his uh, career, well, after his career and, and onto his uh, his sponsorship career. And so a lot of people had no idea Joe DiMaggio played baseball. <laughs> You know, growing up, some people thought like, oh, he's the Mr. Coffee guy. (laughs) That is pretty crazy, right? I think so. All right. So how did we get with that? Oh, that was shape. That was shape. We did that and got that connection. And that 
little tidbit of information. So next one is work. Work. Okay. Well, crazy thing to me is work for these guys is playing baseball. And isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome that you can make all of this money by playing a game, but it's your work, right? I think so. I, I, I'm kind of fascinated by that. Where else could I go with work? Work. Uh, let's see. You know, work the count. You know how they say you got to work the count? And um, that is one thing I know Miguel Andujar does not do is work the count because he's a free, free swinger. But one of my favorites who works the count, and I saw this clip yesterday, I think, was, is Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner, he sees a lot of pitches, man. He can really work the count. And I saw this clip of 2017 Game 5 ALDS when they played Cleveland. And if you remember, it was, I think it was like 7th inning or 8th inning. I'm not sure, but Brett Gardner's up. It's 1st and 2nd. And Brett Gardner was having a good game. And... The, the Indians uh, pitched to him, and I was watching that. And now it's uh, you know Yankees are up three two, so they were you know they were looking good, but you never know. You know they were playing away at Cleveland, so obviously Cleveland gets what we used to call last licks. They, does anybody say that anymore? We used to say that in in, uh, in baseball. Oh, we got last licks, as in you are the home team and you get to uh, bat last. I don't know. That's that's interesting. I got I got to find out. <clears throat> Maybe we'll do a Twitter poll on that. <laughs> but Brett Gardner, like I said, is up, and it is is that one out? I don't. I think it's one out. Maybe first and second. I'm watching that game, and I said I would walk him. You you know walk him. Put the you know put put the bases loaded, but you can get the force out at home. It's a little bit easier uh, for plays. You know, a lot of times uh, they do that if like a base is open, if it's like second and third. But I thought, here's Brett Gardner, contact hitter, and the game that he's having and the contact he's making, I would walk the guy. I would not take my chances with him. And I can't remember who was up next, and the Indians didn't, and Brett Gardner has a nine-pitch at-bat, and he is just battling, 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 fouling the balls off. And I remember thinking, at that point, it's, I think he worked it to a three-and-two count. And I was like, even then, I'm like, he's making so much contact, I would have walked him. Because, you know, it, it's, it's interesting with a lot of those battles where guys, it tends to be either get a big hit in that situation when they fouled off so many pitches, or they strike out. It's usually one or the other, hit or a strikeout. So I said, he's fouling all this off. I wouldn't take the risk. I would walk him, put the bases loaded. You have a chance for a force out at any base. And they kept pitching to him. And what does he do? Hits a ground ball through the right side of the infield. I think, I don't know who was on second. Maybe, was it Hicks? I'm not sure. He comes in to score. There's a bad cutoff, there's a bad relay for the ball, and it goes bouncing over by third base, and whoever was on first comes all the way in to score. So, Brett Gardner, that is, 
a guy who can work the count. So, love love his grit. Love his grit. And, you know, speaking of grit, we're working on something else. I got, I got an interview with someone who is uh, grit-related. That's, that's all I'll say. But working on that one. So, Mario, next word, please. Cue the horns. <laughs> Bell. Bell. Huh. Let's see. Well, first, uh, first, two things I think of. Players named Bell and Buddy Bell, who played with Cleveland and Texas. I think I remember him most from Texas. And he was a third baseman. And Albert Bell. And both of those guys I remember going up against the Yankees. And Buddy Bell was, like I said, third baseman. And a lot of people thought Buddy Bell was uh, better than Greg Nettles. There used to be a, a debate about that. And I was always like, what are you, crazy? I don't know. We could, we could see if I was just being a, uh, a Greg Nettles homer on that one. <laughs> or, or if Buddy Bell actually did have some good stats. He was a good third baseman. He was, it wasn't like he was bad. But, you know, come on. Who compares to Greg Nettles? Come on now. Let's let's just let's just get that let's just get that straight. Yeah, who compare? You know, people want to be like, oh, A Rod compares the nettles, but I'll say this: two to one, two to one. Okay, what is that? How many rings Greg Nettles has to A Rod's? Okay, so I don't know. I just, I just, you know, I I I, I have liked A Rod, and and I, you know, I I go back and forth with A Rod, but I just I just think Greg Nettles best Yankee third baseman of all time. But, you know, that, that could be me. I'm sentimental, okay? <laughs> oh, I know A-Rod has a lot of the stats and all that, but give me nettles over A-Rod any day. Seriously, I'm, I'm being serious. I am being very serious. I could even throw uh, Scott Brocious in there, too. Look at Scott Brocious. We could, if we do numbers with Brocious, how many does he have? He's got four. How many does Brocius, Brocius have? You know, and want to hear a story about Brocius. Uh, timely with uh, my, like I said, my aunt sent me that uh, article. You know, my uncle, when Brocius came over, he was relatively unknown. He came over from the A's. And that offseason, when they got him, my uncle, who's a big, big baseball fan, big Yankee fan, he, um, he said to me, Watch Brocius. He's like, this is going to be their, one of their best pickups. And Brocius came over. He had a pretty low lifetime batting average. It was, I don't know, like maybe in the 240s, 250s. And I guess, you know, his defense, I guess, was always, always great. But I, I just was not aware of him playing out in Oakland. He comes over to the Yankees. Great defensively. Unbelievably defensively. And he hit... I think he hit 300 one year. And think about all the postseason heroics he did. Oh, my goodness. Brosius, uh, unbelievable player. Love him. I think he works for USA Baseball now. But getting back to it, my uncle totally called that one. My uncle Tony. He totally called Scott Brosius. And, um, man, maybe he should have been. Maybe he should have been. Maybe Uncle Tony should have been a scout for the Yankees. What do you think? <laughs> that would have been awesome. Oh, anyway. So where were we? Bell. So Bell. That Wow, that was a tangent. Whew. Oh, my goodness. We went from Bell to Scott Brocious. 
Oh, but the other guy was Albert Bell, and Albert Bell played for Cleveland, and he was playing at the time when the Yankees used to go up against Cleveland, right? Yeah, I think he was. You know, that that 97 series, uh, postseason series, where... Uh, I think he was playing in that, right? Isn't Albert Bell back? Wasn't he with them back then? <clears throat> Check that out. Mario, Google that. Anyway, we'll, we'll pretend he was. <laughs> but that 97 series, I'll never forget that because that was the first year Mariano Rivera was in the closers role. The year before, they had John Wetland. They had Wetland for uh, 94 Right, they had a, He was on a three-year deal, 94, 95, and 96. And John Wetland, he used to make me nervous. Oh, my goodness. He, he did do remarkably well in the 96 playoffs. But I remember always being like, oh, always like shaky. Like he would, he would like put the bases loaded and then finally get that final out. <laughs> but, but 97, it was the first year Mariano Rivera was the closer. And he... I can't remember Mariano's stats, but I know he did not have a, a a great series against Cleveland. I think maybe he had a blown save. And he said that that really affected him and really had him step up his game. And, um, oh, you know what? Since we're, since we're talking about my aunt and uncle, my Aunt Franny met Mariano Rivera in a store, like when he was a rookie. She might have to call in and tell this story. She was like shopping and Mariano was, um, he was like a rookie or his first year. Nobody, nobody knew him. And I think she actually talked to him. I think he was like looking to buy a sweater or something. I, I got to verify that one from her. Um, but yeah, there's, a, there's a <laughs> two stories about my aunt and uncle about the Yankees. Look at that. So the other thing is about that series that I remember. Uh, Yankees lost. To, uh, to Cleveland in that 97 series. And it was, um, it was in the league championship series, right? That was like playing to get into the, to the World Series. Was In that last inning, Yankees were at home in that final game. I'll never forget, Paul O'Neill hits a ball and it goes, I think it goes into the gap in right field. And he, it, it like, really hustles. He hustles from soon as he hits the ball and does this crazy like slide into second base where I think he even hurt himself and like this crazy like hook slide and made it in. And I think he was a little injured and it just was, you know, that was like the real, to me, the true beginnings of when, you know, George Steinbrenner started calling um, Paul O'Neill the warrior. So that is, that is, those are, those are mine. And, oh, you know what? Maybe we'll save the, the Paul O'Neill story for another day. I got a couple of Paul O'Neill things I can talk about, but that is like a tangent all on itself. We'll talk about uh, Paul O'Neill and his, his love for tennis, <laughs> or at least back in the day. Got a good story for that one. And, uh, and that one, you know, we'll have, um, you know, that one we could bring Susanna's mom in for. She actually can tell this story because she was the one who uh, knew him and, uh, and, and told me about that. So we'll have to get her on the show too. And, you know, we got a lot of interviews coming. Got to tell you guys, we got a lot of interviews coming 
very soon we're working on that and I think it'll be a little bit of, of fun. Mix it up, get, get different perspectives from people. I think so. And I hope you do. We'll, we'll obviously have that first interview and you can, uh, we'll get feedback on that, but that's something new for 2019. So there we go. That's, that is the Mario five. And what do you think guys? You know, you can always get a hold of us. Email yankeecrazypodcast at gmail.com. We've got Instagram, Yankee Crazy Podcast. We have uh, Facebook. We got the new Facebook page. So if you are on Facebook, come give us a like. I, I would love by what's a number we should aim for by the end of the year? Like, let's get crazy. Let's think about a crazy number. What would be crazy to get to by the end of? 2019. What do you think, Mario? 10,000? That's crazy. That is a crazy number if we could get to that. But you know what? Let's let's do it. Let's go for it. Let's aim. Let's get the RAS going. Our reticular activating systems, all right? Everybody look. Envision 10,000 or 10K Yankee Crazy Podcast on all platforms. How about that? On all social platforms, including Twitter, Twitter, we are at Yankee Crazy Pod. And it's only pod because Twitter, we ran out of room. And uh, they, they wouldn't, they, 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 you can't go to, can't, couldn't add the cast on there. So it's Yankee Crazy Pod. So that's it, guys. That is the Mario 5. I hope you enjoyed it. And this is the first show who we haven't named one particular individual. <laughs> I finally did it, right? Because I think I haven't done it yet. Haven't done it. So we'll close there because I might get tempted just to say it. (laughs) All right, guys. That's it. Stay tuned. And let's go Yankees.